All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What up? Happy Tuesday. It's a Maple Leafs game day. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga, and I don't believe my eyes. Who is that? It's my astute co-host himself, Jay Rosehill. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a week. What's going on, bud? What's happening, my man? Yeah, good to be back. Missed a couple shows there, but threw in my little, uh, threw in my hot takes with Rosie's three or four takes or whatever I was calling it that one night, but uh, good to be back, dude. (laughs) So I'm sure you watched yesterday's show. I asked uh, RA, Rear Admiral of Spit and Chicklets, drop by. How big was the Doobie Rosie smoke before he did three hits with Rosie? So can you clarify for us? No doobies, no booze. People were asking me. I was just exhausted <laughs> winging through those things. It's hard to get through a four-minute piece without butchering something. And I, uh, it was the You're very right. last thing. And I was like, fuck, I'm not redoing this whole thing. It's good to go. You got to be authentic, buddy. Honestly, I'm really, really impressed for somebody who has no prior background, very minimal background in broadcasting. Dude, I still have issues doing like four or five minute segments by myself. So I think you hit the ball out of the park, Houston Astro style. I just laughed at the fact that it was called Three Hits with Rosie and you were somehow searching for a fourth hit yesterday. I'm new. Like you said, I'm a rookie, buddy. Yeah, you brought the energy. That's all I care about. Remember to subscribe, smash that like button. Leave us a review. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions. We're interactive in the chat on YouTube. So if you got anything you want to get off your hairy chest, bring it up later on. We'll address that. But 
It's the battle of the win streaks tonight. You have the Vegas Golden Knights in, in town. They're popping off. They've won seven in a row. In fact, the win streak started way back when on October 24th, that 3-1 win against the Leafs, and we'll get to that. But my, oh, my, how crazy things can change, how quickly they can change, I should say, in the NHL world, Rosie, where like a week ago, we came on the air, the sky was falling, fire this guy, trade this guy. And then all of a sudden, three straight wins to start November, certainly a different feeling to this team right now. Yeah, man, that was part of my take there. I mean, these the fans and the Leafs nation, I mean, they're famous for it, right? You have a bad start and it's like, oh my God, fire everybody. And then, oh my goodness, they're they're not awful. We don't need to tear it down to the bricks. It's a uh, you know, three-game streak. We beat two premier teams in the NHL. Like, maybe we can settle down. Holy shit, we're going to do it this year. It's like, just like just chill out, man, and just kind of go with the flow a little bit. See what's going on. Look at every other team in the world. If you if you follow them that closely, you're gonna notice they have some ups and downs. They have some feel out games. They drop the ball sometimes. They come out hot other times. Like this team's a solid hockey team. They were last year and they are again this year. And they're putting the pieces together, like I keep saying. And you got to give them that time. It's early November, so it's great to see them find it. It's what I wanted, and it's what everybody wanted. And like you said, to come out. You know, three really quality wins, I think. It was their team wins, and they were strong wins, and and they weren't given a whole. I mean, you could argue that Carolina didn't throw the kitchen sink at them, but, I mean, they're up yeah. against some adversity with a lot of injuries and whatnot. So I'm impressed with, you know, their level of play lately, especially just to turn it on like that all of a sudden and, and be able to play that kind of hockey after completely shitting the bed in California. So, I mean... It's got to be a good sign, right? They're they're going into a, a tough week here this week again, especially tonight. So you you hope that they're that they're finding something here. I tell you, for a guy who's missed like a billion shows in a row, it's just two. Um, you're on today, so let's get over the boards right now. Yep. You see the uh, perfect graphic there. Rosie is back, missed two shows. He has a real job in case you're just tuning in for the first time. He's a firefighter, so I get it. I'm just chirping you because that's what I love to do. So the win streak's on the line. You got seven in a row for the Vegas Golden Knights. You have three for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But again, just things change so quickly, and it's never a dull time in Leafs Nation. Another goaltender injury. But I think I was reading today that Ilya Samsonov was on the ice. Um testing things out in that knee. I know he's not close to returning, but what'd you make of that whole situation over the weekend too? Yeah, it's obviously impressive that he's back. The way he fell back kind of screamed MCL yeah. to me, that inside of the knee, you fall back on that and that thing just goes tweak and away she goes. But um, yeah, it's like you say, man, Leafs Nation, it just can't be status quo. You just can't be on cruise control ever. There's always just shit thrown up in the fan and splattered everywhere. I mean, they finally find their rhythm. Sammy's playing, you know, out of his, I wouldn't say out of his mind, but he's just extremely solid. Like, we couldn't ask for more. And, of course, he goes down right when we're starting to find it. Um, but, you know, these things happen and when you're paying this close attention to teams you're really going to notice all this different things and these different issues coming up and going away but hopefully they they fall in line and you can kind of ham and egg it a little bit with the injuries and with the adversity and you know like you say 
Uh, he's back skating already, so that shows me that he's not going under the knife. He's not going to be months out of the yeah. lineup, and Matt Murray's starting to skate again. So, you know, if you can sneak a few wins out when when things are bad, you know, hopefully you get your big boys back, and, and away you go. But uh, a big game tonight against, you know, a team that started their win streak against these guys at the beginning of their nightmare road trip. So uh, lots to be looking at and lots to be excited about. And, yeah, I'm pretty pumped for the game tonight because it'll be a big one again. You know what? Looking back on Saturday, first and foremost, so Samsonov doesn't return for the third period. I won't lie. I cracked open a drink. I'm like, here we fucking go again. Uh, yeah. It just seems to happen every year in Leafs Nation, and pardon the French and the swear word, but I think it was much needed. Again, I'm not burying Eric Schalgren. I, I think I was really, really impressed with the body of work, 7 for 7 on Saturday, and then goes into Carolina on the back-to-back -back and wins that game. Especially the way it started, right, Rosie? That shit-ass goal, Stefan Nason, you're like, man, this is just going to be one of those nights where you turn the game off midway through. But full credit to Toronto. Like, I think that's the underwhelming story for me that hasn't really been discussed enough is Toronto's attention to detail defensively, where they almost played the Carolina Hurricanes game to a tee against the Canes on Sunday. I was really impressed with the defensive uh, preparation in that game and strategy. Yeah, me too. Like you say, the the start to that game with Schalgren in, I don't think he's got the highest confidence. Um, I don't think the Leafs have played very well in front of him on some of his losses in the early season. And uh, I was hoping that he did have his confidence because of that reason. He, he hasn't been a total civ. He hasn't funneled in some awful goals. He hasn't been the reason to give away any of those games. So I'm like, keep it together here, kid. Like, you can do this. And um, really nice thing on Saturday for, for him to shut the door for an entire 20 minutes against the Boston Bruins, the way they're playing. And then going into Carolina, you know, like you say, anytime a goal goes in behind the goal line, it, it's going to be your fault. It's just, you, you just, if you don't jump on your post like that, when the, when the, when yeah. the nets uh, or when the pucks behind the net like that, they're going to try to bounce it off you and smart players will, will see that. Right. But you know, so a bit of an yeah. easy one early in the game. They dropped the first one. It was kind of soft. Like you say, I was a little bit nervous as well. But then credit to the Maple Leafs for really playing that solid D. I mean, that's been their problem early on when they were getting ripped apart by a lot of a lot of fans is they're just wide open, holes everywhere, giving up lanes, yeah. losing assignments, turning the puck over, not being in the right place for, um, you know, defensive success. And, and they totally turned that around. They found something. So... I hope it's not a flash in the pan, and I've been saying consistency is the key. So tonight, if they mm -hmm. can play that game and keep everything to the outside and not give a whole lot of quality opportunities, and Schalgren should be feeling good tonight, it's a recipe for success. And I think there'll be, like it says there, some payback time coming because um, that kind of started off a shit, uh, a shit sandwich for the Maple Leafs there, that game against Vegas, and they've been rolling ever since. So it'd be nice to nip them in the bud here tonight. Oh, certainly. It, it's so easy to remember that game. It was the Phil Kessel tying the Ironman streak game. It was a 3-1 Vegas game. Toronto didn't really do much. It felt like they were on the strip for three, four or five days. And maybe they were. Maybe they were at the blackjack table. But certainly, I think they're looking for a bit of response. And to your point, um, you know, that's what sort of pisses me off about this team. I'll be quite frank about it is that you see the effort of William Nylander on that goal on Sunday. You see the Mitch Marner play to, to John Tavares to score the game winner. The acts of desperation and urgency and pace and, and hunger. Where, where was that in October? Like, I, I just do not understand how you can go from that team in October to fighting for loose pucks the way William Nylander did to score that goal. Granted, it was ugly. Freddie Anderson probably should have stopped it. But 
the work ethic. I mean, and sometimes it's little things like that that lead to offense, that lead to a goal, lead to a pressure cooker moment in a game. And I think you have to give them credit, but I won't lie. It had me thinking, like, where has that been at bits and pieces throughout, what, the last five, six years? Yeah, but Nick, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it was as long as they're finding it. I mean, sometimes with this team, you're sitting there at Christmas going, where the hell is the energy and the effort? And and you're, you're still sitting there scratching your head. So, I mean, they drop a couple of early games. I mean, you're, you'll be looking back at that in April saying, whoopee shit, right? I mean, no, I won't. it's all about... I won't. No, (laughs) you'll never let it die. Let's bring this up now. Okay, so let's bring this up now because a lot of people have come at me the last couple of days, like friends and family saying, oh, here come the Leafs. No, they're masking the issue. We're doing the same shit we do every year where it's like, hey, we're just going to park what happened in October. I guarantee you right now, that's my proclamation on this show. That team will show up again at some point in time when the games matter the most because that's what they do every Stanley Cup playoffs. They show up. Where are we? We don't know where we are. So... Until I see that, I'm going to continue to have that feeling. They do this every year. They have, uh, you know, a, a terrible showing in October. They find their way. They've won, what, 15 of the last 18 or whatever it is in, in November. They're feeling good about life. But I don't want you to get confused. Like, that is the Toronto Maple Leafs in a nutshell, Rosie. I know you're skewed a bit. <laughs> there's, ne- there's never been a Toronto Maple Leafs that are the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. It is a there's a lot of the same pieces of the past, but it's a new group of guys, new goalie, new all kinds of things going on. So I understand what you're saying. And I feel for the history that you have had loving and following and being a fan of this team. But all all you can ask is what, what are you doing today? What have you done for me lately? What is going on right now? And they have shown that they have the ability to fix those problems and to change their identity of how they come out for a game and how they finish a game and how they play a game and take control of it and the last three games again we're just talking about three games does that mean they're they're fixed and they're they're a contender no it is a process it's a never-ending process and come the very last game of the season when they go into the first round of playoffs hopefully they got to get there first they got to make it hopefully they they've got enough work behind them and enough experience and character that they can channel that good stuff. And I 100% agree with you that it is very frustrating when you want a team to show what you're capable of and they just lay an egg and they're famous for just spinning their wheels and not being able to find Mm -hmm. their, their game. And all of a sudden a series just slips away from them. Fuck, is it frustrating? No doubt about it. But all you can do is say, hey, we're on a good track right now. Let's keep this ball rolling. Let's understand what did you do to get there? What changes did you make? What did you channel to make that happen? And another test here tonight to see if they can find that again. And they're very capable of laying an egg again, but any team is, right? It's those ups and downs and it's can't get too high, can't get too low. But yeah, you're jaded for sure. Still, I can see that. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah, jaded is the right word. And I get what you're saying. Uh, Again, the thing that annoys me is that they show that they can do it. So the consistency is what I'm looking for. Uh, I just hate the fact that they were nowhere to be found in October. And then all of a sudden in November, Nylander's like, I'm going to chase a loose puck and, and score a goal. Like it just... I don't like the the look of that. But anyways, uh, it's Vegas in town tonight. Gold Knights are feeling good. Like Bruce Cassidy's done a tremendous job. And certainly if there's one guy who seems to have Toronto's number, it is Bruce Cassidy. But I do think patience is big tonight. I think you look optically at the numbers. Vegas, number one in goals against at, uh, at 208. Seventh in shots on goal at 29.9. 
I think patience has got to be a thing with this team. And I, I think pace is another word, desperation. You look back at the last meeting, like Toronto didn't show up in that one, if you do remember, Rosie. Yeah, big time. I think they even had some help with like a, a Phil Kessel disallowed goal. And like yeah, they had the opportunities they, yeah. to take control of the game and they totally laid an egg. And um, yeah, so hence the payback time, right? And now they're firing on all cylinders here and they're they're showing that they have found their game and they're capable and patience for sure. I thought that last game against Carolina was not boring, but almost like, you know, it was a patient game. They were waiting for their chances. They weren't gunslinging out there and, and risking mm -hmm. odd man rushes to try and make these, you know, outlandish plays and, you know, not chipping it when they should, not getting it deep when they should, trying to make that extra pass when they shouldn't. They, they fall victim to that in October, but um, they weren't doing that. And they were waiting for their chances. And, you know, they got down a goal too and had every reason to start panicking and, and and playing a little bit of a free loose gun style style of play which they're capable of with all their you know skilled players and sometimes to their detriment but i thought that they they weathered the storm and handled themselves well and had patience and then when opportunity struck they they went and took control of the game and when the buzzer rang they were they were ahead so i like the way they're playing i think they need to do that again to your point a little bit of patience don't need to go out there and do anything outrageous just play a solid team game defense first and let the offense come because you've got the guns to do that your problem is sometimes breaking down defensively so if they kind of lead with that instead of you know their big offensive i'm gonna make a highlight reel goal instagram fucking story worthy fancy behind the back bullshit like you're not gonna win championships that way and i hope they're starting to realize that defense first you've got the firepower to put the puck in the net once that's taken care of and i think that's how they need to start winning games and that's how they've been doing it the last Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A couple games. Speaking of Instagram stories, you really upped your game the last little while, so full credit to you, my friend. But uh, what do you make of the line tweaks the last couple games? We saw the lines go into a blender on Sunday, even in the morning skate today. Looks like Kerfoot, Matthews, Marner to start, Robertson, Tavares, and Nylander. What do you make of that new look top six? Has he tried every combination outside of Robertson, Matthews, and Marner? I think that's the only one left that he hasn't done. Yeah, I think so, man. He's... Um... The only thing he was doing is kind of hesitant to break up Matthews Marner, which has had a lot of success in the past, but then finally yeah. did it and found some success, but goes back to it. Yeah, like you say, it's in a blender, man. I have trouble keeping up with 
what what's normal, <laughs> what's regular. And yeah. I know some guys get pissed off about that and say we can't find our we can't find any chemistry and it's hard to gel and all this. But with the way October was going, that's all he can do, right? Is start injecting different things in the lineup and trying to find something because that's what was missing is just find something. Somebody fucking do something, right? And there's a the line. You mix guys yep. up all of a sudden you can find that. So I don't mind it. it. It is early. It is the first month of the season. And you're starting to find that he's not going to do that all year long. He's going to start to find things that click and you're going to go through your win streaks and your lows and you're going to figure out what's what. And I don't mind him jumbling it up. Uh, I really like Kerfoot. So giving him a shot up on that top line, I think is solid. Robertson, I think, I don't, I think we've talked about that before, have we not? Why he gets yanked out of the mm-hmm. lineup and stuff when he seems to be pretty reliable. Um, Engvall in the bottom six, that's where you belong, man. If not in the press box, you just haven't shown me enough. You need to <laughs> He's a center now, start or doing... he? <laughs> yeah, I see that. Interesting, interesting. And maybe but maybe having bunting beside him there can uh can invigorate something and yarn croaks, you know, chipped in offensively as well. Um, yeah. but you know, number one thing for those guys is defense. You're in the bottom six, you want to start shutting them down. You gotta bang and crash, you gotta be an energy line. I hope he understands that. And uh you know, with Malgan on the bottom uh, bottom six there, you know, ever since camp, he's been quite solid. I mean, everyone's like, this guy's not going to make a difference, and this guy's not the answer to anything. And no one said he is, but he's come in, and he's done an excellent job proving himself, and I've liked watching him. So I, I, I like the changes. I just think they're going to find something. Those guys, Matthews, Marner, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, they can play with anybody, man. They are who they are. You can put a fucking mop beside them, and they'll find a way to to make it work. They're that good of hockey players. So I like mixing it up a little bit. doesn't bother me at all. Do you like uh, – what do you like more, the, the mixture of the top six going in and, and being jumbled around or the bottom six being kind of jumbled around and trying to find stuff? Well, I see what they're doing, but I gave it about three or four shifts, and Bunting will be back with Matthews and Marner. Um, <laughs> I think in the long run, I think you're bang on. Like those those four guys are going to be able to play with whoever, whoever, and they're interchangeable, and that's why every year they interchange pretty much their bottom six. Uh, but I did want to ask you too. Like we talked about identity in the first month of the season, I think we both agreed this team was looking for it. Have they found it to a degree through three games here in November? In your opinion? Yeah, I think it's pretty early to say um, they needed an identity. They didn't know what their identity was. I, 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 don't, I still don't think they necessarily do. Sometimes it takes a while to find that, and sometimes it happens organically. You don't know what your identity is, and then all of a sudden it comes. Sometimes you're just a hot start team that, that just takes control of a game, and then all of a sudden you're just trying to not relinquish that. Sometimes you're a team that just constantly gets behind the eight ball but nobody panics and then you know that in that third period boom 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 you just take over games and shock shock the group and it's not something anyone sets out to do as a group but it's just kind of organically what happens so you know their identity is a high offense team with the capability of scoring in in bunches but we know that that doesn't win stanley cup so i want you know them to be focusing on team first effort above all everything to the outside defensive strategy has got to be solid and they got to work together and everyone's got to buy in and then you know their identity naturally will be their firepower on offense so i like the way they've been playing lately and if they find that as as something they can access all the time and create an identity and have that consistency then right on that's a great identity to have so time will tell is my answer we it's yet to be seen what their identity is 
I think they're starting to form it a bit. Um, I will be honest. The one guy who has really, really impressed me the last couple of games is Dennis Malgin. Um, I think after a really good preseason, he had a so-so start to his regular season in October. And I think he's really starting to play with pace and jam. And you see why Toronto was high on him and bringing him back into the mix. And I think the offense that he can provide, the skill level, the ability to move up and down. And the last couple of games, especially on the weekend, I thought he made a difference. And quite frankly, I think he was maybe the most noticeable player in that win against Carolina on Sunday. Like it's, it really is a good development. But again, as you know, you know, having played in this league, consistency is probably the one thing that sets players apart, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And, but the, the big thing is, you know, you know who you are as like, when you say, who are the Toronto Maple Leafs? Who's on that team? You know, all the big names that come out to you right away. So yeah. they're there. That's great. You're paying them so much bloody money that's obvious those are the guys that you know but what really when rubber hits the road on what's going to actually make a quality team come playoffs is those those depth guys and those those mm -hmm. core group of guys that are gonna chip in like you say and a guy like malgan who can come in and play different roles and and yeah you're gonna be the the whipping boy sometimes when things aren't going well you might get yanked out of the lineup or or thrown around the you know the bottom six a little bit and be put in positions that you weren't necessarily wanting to be but if he can produce like that and if he can be a factor in games you need that big time so it's great to see that they have a guy that can contribute and you know Kerfoot's been I think been really solid again I've mentioned it before I want more out of Engvall but you get guys like that you know Camp has been really solid on that fourth line like what a great fourth line center who's just super reliable can do a, yeah. a wear a lot of different hats and then he's chipping in offensively already too you get those guys to start being a factor in games and then it takes the pressure off the Marners and Matthews and, and Johnny T's and Nylanders and stuff because all those guys aren't going to be firing every single night and aren't going to be capable of, of winning games on their own, nor should they be. That's not how a team operates. So I love seeing it, man. And, and you're totally right. He was a factor in, in the last uh, weekend here and, and you noticed him and he's, he's contributing to winning games. And, and it's, it's awesome to see because that depth is super important, I think. Even your guy, Zach Aston Reese, has uh, made a bit of an impression in my world. But again, these guys are going to be scratching and clawing all season long. Nikola Obey Kubel uh, was put on waivers in the time, the last time we spoke. He's now Washington Capital. Like it's, it's next man up, right? And I think it's going to be a season long effort to find what sticks and what works in time for the Stanley Cup playoffs, right? Yeah, for sure. That's what the, you know, that's what the regular season is. Everyone's trying to accumulate points, find out who they are, put themselves in the best position, and it all comes down to the playoffs, right? So obviously that's this team's heel. It's been, uh, you know, a, a disaster in the playoffs every single year for as long as mm -hmm. many fans can remember. So, you know, I, it's nice to see a, a lot of hopes and, and dreams are hung on this team right now because a lot could change next summer. So, it's nice to see they're putting it together in the right ways. It's not it's not Matthews getting four goals every night to win games. You, it's just not sustainable. Um, the wins they have accumulated seem to be uh, team wins, and those guys are stepping up, like you say, and and the Stars are doing what they need to do. Johnny T's just had a phenomenal um, start to the season, and eventually, you know, he'll probably cool off a little bit, and then it'll be Marner's turn to step up, and that's that's the great thing about having all those guys on the same roster is that's, that's a capability they can do, and it's just all about getting that full team chemistry, man. And it looks like they've found it and they'll have a stutter step. They'll fall off again and yeah. people will be pissed off. Well, why aren't you playing like you did that week? And it's not always going to be there, but it's nice that they're starting to put pieces together. And, you know, I'm patiently just waiting for this, this team to do its thing. And, and I just have faith that 
come playoff team, this is a group that can get it done. And I'm not going to put any more pressure on them that they already have by freaking out every time they have a stutter step. So that's my approach to it. That's what I think works best in my experience. And I don't know, I don't, what else can you do? The, the alternative is shit, man. Like freaking out every time they drop a game and hallelujah, why don't they do this every time when they have a good one? It's just, it's not really sustainable and it's enough to lose your hair over. And it's just not, not the way to go through an entire season. It's too damn long, man. If Ryan Reynolds buys the Ottawa Senators, fucking see you later. I'm going to join Wally and Mathod and Bobby Ryan in Ottawa, and, and I'm going to do a show with them because I've just had enough Have of fun. this rodeo. No, I'm kidding. Have fun. <laughs> Leaves till I die, baby. Okay, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at PointsBet Canada. I told you this time was coming. I, I had a phenomenal start to this season, but I've really leveled off the last little while. So this is the last kick of the can. If I don't hit today, Rosie, you're coming back with a bet tomorrow. I got to start with a fresh slate, but I feel pretty confident in this. Although I mentioned earlier on the Vegas, their tops and goals against seventh and shots on goal against per game, but I still have a feeling and I'm going to ride that feeling. So give me the over six and a half at even money. Last time I checked um, in this game, you have Vegas, their last two games, 5-4, 6-4. And quite frankly, I think Toronto started to feel it a bit offensively. I know it didn't show over the weekend, but I think they're playing with a bit more desperation and jam and and the skill set's really coming out. Do you, do you like this look tonight, Rosie? Yeah, I do. Like, uh, they weren't crazy high-scoring affairs on the weekend necessarily, yeah. but, like, the chances are there, the opportunities are there, sure. uh, the patience is there. It's a recipe to really kind of have some big nights, and, you know, you get a Matthews or a Marner or a Nylander or a Tavares to have a big night, you know. Oh, you know, Riley starts chipping in, and just things can just start happening really quick. Obviously, Vegas is is firing right now, so I like the – I always like the over – it seems to always just be six and a half is these NHL yeah. games are, that's a pretty solid uh, line that's always there. And I like taking in the over because it's, it's not hard to get an empty net or get an overtime, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of a sudden you've, uh, you've got her pick. So you have cooled off. You have said that you would cool off. You have, yes. sounds like this is your last chance here. And then I'm going to be <laughs> on the hot seat. So <laughs> we better avoid that. I've, uh, I've had some ups and downs myself. So, I'm riding with you. I'll take it, and hopefully you hit it, or else I'll be on, also be on board here. Yeah, who cheers for the unders too, right? You got to cheer for the over. You got to cheer for offense. So hopefully it comes tonight. That's my look. Over six and a half for the Leafs and the Golden Knights. As we wrap here, again a seven-game win streak on the line for Vegas, a three-game win streak for Toronto. I just have a gut feel, and this is not me talking with my heart, just talking with my head. I think Vegas is due for a sleepy night, a stinker, if you will. And I think Toronto has got to have payback in their mind. They were dreadful back at T-Mobile Arena two weeks ago. It's time to bring it back to Vegas tonight, Rosie. Yeah, it's it's hard not to do that as a hockey team and as an individual. When you've already played yeah. a game and kind of manhandled them, it's like, oh, good. We got that team again. Well, we know how we do against them. Just you're, you're not saying that, but again, it's subconscious and it's easy to do yes. for a team. And that's often why teams come and lay eggs, right? But we've talked about it on the show before. It sucks for Toronto because it's such a hub. So many players mm -hmm. are from the area. Um, it's just such an electric atmosphere when the Leafs are in town and playing on that night. So teams get jacked up for it. So it's kind of hard. It's not like you're going into San Jose or into Florida where you're out in the freaking out in the muskeg alligator infested you know old folks <laughs> retirement community outlet malls going into that barn just ready to have a sleeper Sunrise. it's very easy to do yeah. people are jacked up coming to toronto but i agree they're due to drop one these get these these hot games you know it's like a teeter-totter you're just waiting for it to fall off and you to come back down to reality and it happens to every team you know 
pretty much every yeah. year that goes on a skid. They're on a seven-game heater. So, yes, they're playing good, but I agree they're due for a bit of a dropped um, um, game. And this team's playing completely different than they were when they when they played them in Vegas. So I hope it's a high-scoring affair. I hope we win our bet. I hope the Leafs get another two points because that would officially be a bit of a run that they're on. It would be. It would be four in a row for the first time this season, uh, this season, excuse me, and I love the optimism, Rosie. Don't forget to subscribe, smash that like button, leave us a review. We'll talk tomorrow for a full review of this one. Hopefully it's a Leaf dub, okay? Sweet. See you then. There you have it. That's Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga, and you've been watching and listening to Leafs Morning Take. Take care.